This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. You can also find my personal Twitter at Quincy Wheeler1. Well, here we are headed into the Guardians Yankees ALDS series after the Guardians swept the Rays in two games. And obviously, they were exciting games with Jose Ramirez hitting a two run homer uh, and uh, the Guardians winning the first game 2-1, to one. and then the second game, the Guardians going into 15 innings to get a 1-0 win off of an Oscar Gonzalez home run in the bottom of the 15th. Uh, as people know, I was skeptical about whether Oscar Gonzalez could be a viable Major League starter because of his low walk rate and higher strikeout rate in his minor league career. But he managed to cut his strikeout rate this year, and it turns out that it looks like that was a legitimate thing. That was something that he actually uh, has been able to maintain. And also, uh, he has shown himself to be more viable defensively than originally thought. He put a lot of work into it. I think part of my thought there, too, was that the Guardians allowed him to become a minor league free agent. So I don't know how high they were on him unless they had a real you know, guarantee that he was going to re-sign with them, which he did. And that's a possibility. Uh, I did always think that Oscar Gonzalez could be the kind of guy to maybe have on your bench as a bench bat against left-handed pitching because he always hit left-handed pitching well in the minors. So that's kind of where I was on Gonzalez. And, of course, he is showing himself to be a very capable player, kind of a Tim Anderson, Luis Robert type hitter. Uh, a guy who doesn't really strike out much but takes enough balls to get himself into an account where he can get strikes, is aggressive early in the account, makes so much contact and hard contact that he's a good, uh, he's going to be a super valuable player. Ironically, kind of looking at the Yankees, uh, they have a player on their roster whose numbers kind of look similar to me Oswaldo Cabrera, their left fielder, who's a switch hitter. Pretty similar numbers to Gonzalez. Not necessarily a guy who's going to get on base at a huge rate, but a guy who is absolutely going to hit the ball hard when he gets to it. Now, he still has about uh, four times the walk rate of what Gonzalez does. So not a perfect comparison, but sort of similar in how the two uh, produce their value. Of course, the Guardians had tremendous pitching performances in both games from Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie and then from the bullpen. Uh, Game two especially, Sam Hinches was absolutely nails, throwing three shutout innings, uh, curveball looking exceptional. And of course, I wasn't able to watch the whole game, so I was falling on the radio and then looking at clips later uh, because I was heading down to do a wedding. I have to apologize to everyone. You know, I've done so good putting out podcasts Monday through Friday, getting them up at 7 o'clock in the morning. But over the past couple weeks, I we've been dealing with sickness at my home with my uh, one son getting COVID and then 
uh, Monday, well, Sunday night into Monday and Monday into Tuesday. My other son has been sick. We're not sure with what. And, uh, he'll, you know, he'll be fine, but it's just like uh, caring for him. You're collapsing into bed and then getting up in the morning, you're caring for him. And my wife's eight months pregnant. So that's why I've not been able to quite get these up on my usual schedule. So I apologize for that. I had a chance to talk to Ed Robinson of the Ed Robinson Show about the Guardians Rays and Guardians Yankees series yesterday. So I put a link up to that on uh, Twitter if you want to check that out. And it's always good to talk to Ed and his show is uh, a great show that he puts together there. So the Guardians Rays series ended quickly. It's great to beat the Rays. They are just so much a mirror image of the Guardians and how they try to win. They don't spend a lot of money. They just try to make wise investments. And uh, they do it through pitching and good defense and timely hitting. So <laughs> it's very much a similar kind of concept. It, you know, you didn't get to see the Guardians string together a bunch of hits because Tampa Bay's pitching was just that good. I will say sometimes the shadows issue with the light in the stadium is overstated. But I do think kind of anecdotally that fall shadows tend to be a little bit of a bigger deal. And it did seem like the fall shadows were kind of an, an issue for hitters on both sides as that game went on with the hitters in darkness and the pitchers in the sunshine. And they were having a lot of trouble picking the ball up coming out of his hand. I know a lot of folks are concerned about Andre Simenez and even Stephen Kwan, who had not so great series, pretty bad series. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned. And I, I'm not a big believer in pressure getting to guys. I think it's more about comfort. Like you're just getting kind of comfortable in these new scenarios and these new environments. But anything can happen in two games. You know, you can strike out five times in a game and then hit a home run in the next game. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. Obviously, they do need to get Stephen Kwan and Andre Simonez going to have a, a good shot at being the Yankees. So hopefully they've taken a day off and rested a little bit and coming back with a good approach in this series. So let's turn our attention a little bit to the Yankees Guardian series. I guess I'm going to talk to myself for a second here. I always put so much pressure on myself watching a Guardians Yankees series because I just dislike the Yankees so much. And I think a lot of it has to do with years of back and forth in the playoffs with the Yankees. Uh, you know, seeing the Guardians beat them in 97 and 2007, and then seeing them crush our hopes and dreams in 2017 and beat them again in 2020. It's just one of those things that kind of hangs with you as you think about the team. And of course, their fans are obnoxious. And, you know, even earlier in the season, we had the whole thing where the fans were throwing trash in the field, Miles Strzok confronting them. And, and they won the most World Series, so I always want them to lose because I want them to add to that World Series total. And the payroll issue, though, you know, I, I don't really care about payroll. Our, our owner should spend more. The game should probably do something to make sure that all the teams can spend a little closer to each other. But I'm not really a fan of the salary cap because it limits the amount of revenue that uh, goes to the labor and labor should be getting most of the revenue. And all that stuff kind of plays in my mind. But I just dislike the Yankees and just feels terrible when we lose to the Yankees. So that's why I hate playing them. But I'm going to try to tell myself as we head in this series, I mean, it's just absolutely huge that the Guardians won the first round of the playoffs. Their players are going to get to experience another three to five game series. 
you want to make the most of it, but we know this roster isn't kind of at its fully formed potential yet, um, but certainly want to make the most of this opportunity. But we don't have to panic because everybody on this roster can come back next year and we can make another run at this as well. And again, I'm not saying that we say, oh, wait till next year. No, we need to beat the Yankees. You do everything you can to beat the Yankees. But we can take the pressure off of being a fan and say, hey, let's just enjoy seeing this team play. You know, as I said in the last podcast, the more that we get to see this team play, the better. They're so much fun to watch. They've been such an amazing team to follow. So let's enjoy it. Let's appreciate it. Uh, let's see what they can do against one of the best teams in baseball. So that's kind of going to be my approach to things. Now, a few things about the Yankees. You know, there are things that you can look at kind of on a more broken down basis. Uh, you know, I like to look at how teams fare against different pitches. The Yankees have fared pretty poorly against cutters, against split fingers. They haven't been the world's greatest against curveballs and and uh, and uh, and curveballs and changeups. But they've still been very, they've still been good against curveballs and changeups. They've been really good against sliders. They've been really good against fastballs. One of the top five teams in baseball against fastballs. Um, so you're looking at guys that have pretty good cutters. Uh, Quantrill has a pretty solid cutter uh, that he can probably use to some advantage here. Um, so that's that's kind of something to keep in mind in that first game. Kind of see how they handle that. It definitely seems like kind of using your off-speed effectively against the Yankees is going to be a big deal because of how well they handle fastballs. Of course, you don't want to let Aaron Judge uh, be the guy that wins the series for the Yankees. Uh, ironically, early in the year, the Guardians handled Aaron Judge pretty well, but of course that doesn't mean a ton going into the series. It does mean that they had a good approach to him. Hopefully they can continue that, and it'll have to be a little bit different approach because I'm sure he'll be ready for whatever approach they had for him. Not looking forward to playing Anthony Rizzo in this series because of past playoff memories with Anthony Rizzo. And you look down the rest of the Yankees' orders. We might see, uh, you know, Josh Donaldson, briefly a former Indian. Do not like him. Don't really love seeing him against us in a series. Gene Carlos Stanton always seems to hit the Guardians well and hit them a long way. I mentioned Oswaldo Cabrera, Glaber Torres. Harrison Bader is kind of a defensive guy. Isaiah Kiner Falefa as well. Jose Trevino, but certainly a better hitter than our catchers are. And it sounds like Matt Carpenter is going to be back. DJ LeMahieu might not come back for this series, so we'll have to pay attention to that. And Marwin Gonzalez, another guy who's had big hits against the Guardians in the playoffs in the past when he played for Houston, and a switch hitter. Uh, one of the interesting notes about this lineup is that only Rizzo, Cabrera, who's a switch hitter, Marwin Gonzalez, who's a switch hitter, and Aaron Hicks, who's a switch hitter, and uh, that's, you know, and then Matt Carpenter is coming back, who's a left-handed hitter. Those are their only left-handed or switch hitters in the lineup. So that kind of plays into the Guardians' hands because they have a bullpen that is mostly right-handed, and also Hinches, who handles right-handers fine. So that's probably why when we look at the Guardians roster, they left McCarty off the roster and put um, Morris on and then Savali replaced Nick Sandlin. It's a bummer to lose Nick Sandlin, who has a shoulder injury. 
Uh, hopefully he can rehab that and come back strong next year. Sad way to end the season for him, and he could have been really big in this series which how, with how effective he is against right-handers and how effective he is at getting double plays. But you just got to play kind of the next, next man up game, and that's Cody Morris, and hope that he can figure things out there. Obviously, in this series, we need to do a little more hitting than we did against the Rays. Now, of course, not ruling out <clears throat> that Guardians pitchers could absolutely dominate the Yankees because they are capable of that. But in general, you'd think that the Yankees are probably going to be able to score three to five runs. So the Guardians are going to need to get to that four to five run territory in order to have a good shot at winning most of these games. Not to say that some of the games might be lower scoring, like I said, but just kind of a general thinking. So we need to start seeing some guys get on base. We need to see Quan and Jimenez, like we said, start to figure things out. We need to see that Jose hit that homer, but then beyond that, just kind of struggled a little bit. Can find the Yankee Stadium magic that he's had in the past. And Ahmed Rosario needs to continue to do what he's doing. And Miles Straw has been good in the playoffs so far, and hopefully that can continue. It would be nice if Owen Miller could finally get a, a big hit at some point because he's kind of like our big bench bat, especially against left-handed pitching. That would be super nice, but it doesn't seem like we can count on that, unfortunately. Still just boggles my mind that we don't have a better option than Owen Miller for that right-handed bat, but that's what we're going with. So rooting for him to succeed and show that he can be cold-weather Owen Miller in this series. Uh, we'll face Cole and Cortez, Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino. Cortez is a rough matchup uh, as a left-hander who kind of has the kind of stuff that drives the Guardians crazy. Uh, Cole I feel like the Guardians can probably, you know, manage to get to Cole if they take the right approach. But, of course, he's also more than capable of absolutely dominating a team. I, I would feel very good about this series if the Guardians can win one of the first two, which isn't anything revolutionary to say. But coming into that, then you would get McKenzie, uh, and then you could have Quantrill and Savali and Bieber again. So I feel I feel pretty darn good about that if they can get at least one of those first two games. And game one might be the absolute key because, again, Cortez is definitely a tough matchup for the Guardians, even with Bieber going for you on the other side. And in that kind of bandbox of a stadium, it just takes one little swing to get uh, a home run out for the Yankees. So if you're in a really tight game, that's a tough way to play. So that, that's kind of something to keep in mind. Obviously, the first two games are in New York, then two games in Cleveland, then game five if necessary. Well, game four is game is necessary as well, if necessary as well. But game five would be back in New York. Uh, looking at the bullpen for the Yankees, again, they're not huge on left-handed arms. Earl's Chapman's out, but he hasn't had a very good year, although he usually handles the Guardians pretty well. Lucas Lutke's had a good year, uh, but... You know, kind of the guy you can imagine. Hey, we could we can maybe scrape in a run off him. Not not necessarily a huge shutdown left-hand reliever. Wandy Peralta is a pretty good left-hand reliever. Pretty much a shutdown lefty, but he's coming off an injury, so it'll be interesting to see how sharp he is. The Yankees bullpen is kind of struggling a little bit with injuries coming into the series. Their uh, closer Clay Holmes isn't really probably going to pitch in this series as far as health goes. So that's uh, 
that's something to keep in mind. This might be the place where you look at this roster and say, hey, here's where the Guardians can take advantage. If they can get to the Yankee bullpen, if they can get through the starters and get to that bullpen, they could have a real shot at winning the series. And I think that's kind of what I would keep in mind. Can you make the starters work enough to get to the bullpen so that you maybe get a run or two off the starters and then add a run or two off the bullpen as they've done all year and win with the Guardians bullpen being better than the Yankees bullpen? Uh, then you could get a pretty exciting series here. And beating the Yankees, of course, would make all the rest of the season just seem like icing on the cake, basically. So that's something to keep in mind. That makes this series exciting. Hoping everybody's enjoying this playoff run. Just enjoy this team. Enjoy watching them, seeing how much fun they have playing the game, see how much fun Tito's having coaching them. Take the pressure off yourself. Realize this is the uh, one of the best professionals franchise in Cleveland. Uh, Cavs, props to them as well. Uh, but the Browns disappoint us, so let's enjoy the Guardians who always make the city proud. And don't forget that if you like this podcast and you want to support us, go to SheetsGiggles.com. Check out some great uh, betting that maybe you could look at getting for Sweetest Day for your significant other. Eucalyptus sheets help you sleep, are very comfortable. And uh, so check them out. Use the promo code GUARDIANS to save 15%. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.